Welcome back to Watching Friends. Uh, we've made it all the way to Season 4, Episode 16, The One with the Fake Party. Hi, I'm Ryan. And see, that's a fancy butt. And I'm Mark. And we have to have a party tonight. Actually, everyone, you have to have one in five minutes to cancel your plans. <laughs> have you ever had a party at short, short notice, Mark? No, um, I don't know how you would do that unless you had a group of five other friends who are just always in your house with you, right? That is true. But do you know what the best kind of party is, Mark? What's the best kind of party, Ryan? It's not an escalator party. They lied. It's a Patreon party. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> with the awful segue, uh, it's time to thank our patrons. Uh, we've got Beth. Thank you very much. Erin. Thank you very much. Uh, Jamie. Thank you very much. Jonathan. Thank you very much. Uh, Paul Hughes. Thank you very much. Uh, Deborah. Thank you very much. And now I feel like Elvis because I said thank you very much too many times and that's all I could picture in my head. You know, we're doing, doing pretty well, getting a, a little collection of patrons now. It's taken a, a little while. I was wired for a moment. But, uh, you know, thank you for the support. It's, it's really heartwarming to have you come and join us and not only get access to, to our beautiful bonus episodes, uh, but, you know, to show that you love what we do and you want us to keep doing it. I mean, I wasn't having the, the, the best day. Uh, just a bit, fell a bit, fell a bit low. And then uh, you texted me, Mark, saying, we've got a new Patreon. And I was immediately like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, and then I just yeah, spurred me on and, you know, picked up my day and made me kind of, not that I don't enjoy the podcast, but every time, you know, we get a comment or an email or a Patreon, it's very, you know, inspiring and makes us kind of want to carry on. So uh, we appreciate all of you. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, There's been, you know, some tough moments for us doing this show over a couple of years of, do we want to carry on? Um, but, you know, the download numbers like, have kept us going and definitely the patrons keep us going. And, you know, we want to see this through. And, you know, we've said this many times before. You know, we, we do this show, you know, for free uh, during our spare time when we get a moment uh, to hang out. And, you know, having people actually show their love and support beyond just downloading the free content, uh, you know, is really nice and, you know, really makes us want to bring you even more content, basically. Yeah, because we say spare time, but it's it's only spare in the sense where it's when we're not working. It's it's actually our free time that we, we use to do this. Um, so when we do get you know some feedback, uh, it's very much appreciated. It makes it feel like that time was well spent. Well, talking about feedback, we also got an email, didn't we, Ryan? We did. Uh, Robert got in touch. Um, the sub the email was titled "Glad you acknowledged Russ." Um, which is nice because I mean you're very much head of the anti Russ club uh, here. I, no, don't don't tarnish me with that like there's a lot of stuff i don't like about ross and he will get better we're just not there yet he does get better but rob is happy we acknowledged him he says hey guys while i was listening to the episode covering the one with the embryos i was wondering if you'd call out the fact that ross made all the questions technically he knows the most of them all ross wins and i'm glad you acknowledge his ability to create the questions to begin with He's the intellect of the group and deserves the credit. Love the podcast. I was watching Friends since the very first episode on NBC. And it's been great to hear your perspective and be in the good company of fellow fans. Keep it up. I'm listening. Thank you very much. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really appreciate that. And yeah, I think we, I, I don't think we ever have an agenda for our thoughts and opinions. We just say what's in our heads. Um, so we're, we're, we're not like the people on the Facebook forums making sure we put the right post out there to make sure everyone loves what we're saying. Uh, we just say what uh, we feel like. Yeah, I've never been accused of thinking before I speak, so... No. <laughs> we definitely go into this naturally. Um, but yeah, you're listening now, Rob, so thank you for getting in touch. We appreciate it, and uh, we also enjoyed the lovely comments. Well, now it's time for you to enjoy our lovely episode. Uh, we start at the boys' apartment, 
Uh, Chandler and Monica are sat at the foosball table while Phoebe is complaining about pregnancy messing with her appetite when something smells good from the bathroom. Ooh, what does that smell? It's coming from the bathroom. Ooh. Well, pregnancy does give you some weird cravings. Yeah. It's me, it's Phoebe. Listen, there's something in here I want to eat. What, what? What smells so good? Is it the shampoo? It's guava. No. Ugh. Oh, wait, wait. Is it my bologna sandwich? Yes, yes, yes. Can't believe it, the baby wants bologna. The baby wants me to eat meat. I can't eat meat. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Maybe it's a pickle. Uh. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chandler. Pregnancy does give you some weird cravings. I can't have ever smelled anything from a bathroom and been intrigued. No, I, I've, you always see it on TV where it's like, woman eats gravel. Like, I don't know how you get a craving for gravel. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get it. At, at times, you know, there's weird food out there and you have a craving for it. Yeah, I was uh, chatting to my partner recently about pregnancy, um, and I was saying that I'm very happy that I am a man and don't have to go through pregnancy. And then her response was, don't worry. I look forward to making you go get me random cravings at 3am in the morning. Um, so I very much get the feeling that I'll be paying for, for any discomfort that she has to experience with, you know, midnight trips to McDonald's or going to the corner shop to buy some garlic naan or whatever it ends up being. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit less excited about pregnancy then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're at Central Park now. It's so cosy and familiar. Most of the gang are here. Uh, Rachel is writing notes and scrunching up the paper. Uh, Chandler asks what she's doing. Apparently, as she tells Chandler, Mon and Joey, she's too much of a wimp to actually ask Joshua out. So she's going to sell him a coat and slip a note into his pocket. I mean, it's not the, the worst idea, but it's very cringy, I guess. And I don't know. It's not direct. And is he going to think it's for him anyway? It would make me so anxious because, you know, once I've, you know, delivered the note, I would then be like, well, did they find the note? and just don't want to call, or did they not find the note, or did they find it really cringe? Like, it would be worse than just asking them out. Have you ever had anyone leave a note for you? No. I have once. So I was on a train, and I was just standing at the window like I always do on the train, and I was about to actually get off, and I noticed that there's a note on the table, like just this scrunched up bit of paper, and I was like, there was no paper before. And I unfolded it, and it said... Um, you're cute, you should smile, and an email address. Ah. Nice. And that's, that's where Do I'm you know who left it? I, I don't know who left it, no. I have no idea. Did you ever email them? Um, no, I didn't. Oh, I'd have been dying of curiosity. Yeah, I, I was in a relationship at a time, and no, I didn't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would have been inappropriate. Yeah. But still, I'm <laughs> very curious. It could have been like, I'm sort of like banging through like summer glows on a train, and they were like, it could have been... You know, I don't know, who's the English equivalent of Summer Glau? Oh, Lily James, whatever her name is, the woman who plays Cinderella. Okay. Yeah, it could have been her, Mark. Could have been. Oh, I, and, I like the, the switch in it where a man's being told to smile for a change instead of, uh, <laughs> yeah, instead right. of a lady. <laughs> smile more, Mark. You look prettier when you smile. Yeah, I, I was told in retail to smile more. I'm just like, this is my natural face. Like, I'm not sad. I'm fine. This is my natural I face. I get told to smile more at work and I'm like, why? I'm at work. <laughs> like, no, I'm not happy. But still, um, but the current note reads, give me a call sometime. Guys like you never go out of style. Um, Chandler asks her what it was you threw away, if this is a good stuff. I think it's good. 
I think it's very, it's very cringy. One of those, you know, thousand chat up lines sort of thing. Like, like I'd be the, 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 the note should just be, funny. "Hey, you're cute. Here's my number. Give me a call." Doesn't need to be. Yeah, a it doesn't need to be a chat line. Correct. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd either find it funny or adorably dorky, but either way, it would definitely get me to pick up the phone. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, as long as it's not gross, I, I would probably call, to be fair, just because, you know. And at the same time, even if I just called them to, you know, go get one coffee. Well, it wouldn't be coffee, it would be tea, but if I went for one drink. I feel like, you know, taking the shot should earn you a date, at least, even if I know it's going to go in. Yeah, sadly, it never really works out like that for, for most men. If you take your shot, uh, most of the time you, you get shot down. Uh, so you... Yep, I remember trying to ask a girl out at the ice rink once. Um, luckily, I was a much faster skater than she was, so I got to like skate by and try and start a conversation. Immediately just got shot down uh, and then skated away uh, while my friend skated behind me pretending he was on like a big machine gun on an airplane going pum, 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 <laughs> making bullet sounds as, you know. <laughs> I skated away. I, I could imagine this being like a Family Guy sketch where you skated away only to go round the ring and end up behind her. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no, she's back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. But you know, sometimes you got you got you know get over yourself and just do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Russ and Emily now enter, and they've had an exciting time at the museum looking at Victorian doorknobs. Uh, Emily makes a joke about stealing one from the gift shop, but it's too highbrow for the gang. She has to point out that it's a joke before she leaves. Uh, the Americans, they don't really get our sense of humour, really, do they? No, they don't. They, they think they do, and they try very, very hard to understand and mimic it, but always fail. I like how there's this like, misinterpretation, I guess, that British humour you know, is always highbrow and like, oh, we're so clever and witty. And in the meantime, we're watching things like, I don't know, some of us do have them. Or <laughs> really low-brow stuff like Benny Hill or the Kenny Everett show, and it's just really crass. Yes. Yeah, most British humour is uh, toilet humour. Yeah, we like to pretend to the outside world that we're sophisticated, but in reality, far to make us laugh. Yeah, the gang chat about how Russ seems like he's having a great time. Rachel looks a little bit less enthused. And uh, how Russ must be bummed that she's leaving in two days. Yeah, she's got to go back to London. But you know what? I've been prepared for this from the start. We both knew we had two weeks together, and, and then that's it, you know? Hey, that's what all my relationships are like. <laughs> yes, but in Ross's case, they both know in two weeks, that's it. <laughs> Phoebes! Hey! Hey! Oh, hello! Hey, hey, no, no, I know, yeah. <laughs> so the baby is totally craving meat. This afternoon, I tried tricking it. I made it a soy burger so that maybe it would think it was getting meat, you know, and I got nauseous. Well, maybe that's because soy burgers suck. Now, being pregnant is hard on your tummy. Hey, but at least you got that cool pregnant lady glow. Oh, that's sweat. You throw up all morning. You'll have that glow, too. Phoebe is just so over being pregnant. Yeah, well, if you've ever been around a pregnant lady, I think most pregnant women are over it very quickly. Uh, Especially, especially later on in the pregnancy, where it just feels like you got a, a water barrel just attached to your front the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's great. People act, especially like on TV in the nineties and yesteryears, that uh, pregnancy is this magical experience of joy and happiness. But I enjoy that Phoebe's like blowing the whistle on growing life, and it's just you know, it's not the 
rosy experience they make out. No, I, I think people should be more open and honest like that because you do get lots of people going, oh, it's, it's magical, it's, you know, a miracle, it's wonderful and all that. And it's like, no, like pregnancy is hard work for a lot of people and having children is hard work. And I think the the more open and honest people are, you know, the better it is for other people coming into this to be like, yeah, it is going to be difficult. It's not going to be just this wonder. And when it isn't, uh, you know, it's not because you're a failure. It's just all of this stuff is hard work. Life is hard work. Yeah. Um, there's a Garfunkel and Oates song um, called Pregnant Women Are Smug that's really good at kind of pointing in front of it um, where they're like, oh, what, what gender are you having? And they're like, oh, we don't mind as long as it's healthy. And they're like, we don't feel like that's mutually exclusive. Um, <laughs> but the chorus is great. It's all like, pregnant women are smug. If, if you've not heard it, you should listen to it because it's great. Um, they have lots of funny songs, but the rest of them don't relate to this episode in the slightest. Um, so we leave a sweaty Phoebes to join Rachel at work. Uh, she's prepped. She has her note. Operation Pocket is a go. Joshua. I'm going to miss it when he's not in it, and I can't say Joshua, like Joshua, anymore. I hate it. Um, I hate it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> he tries on the coat. He goes to put his hand in his pockets, but Rachel stops him, using the excuse that the company don't like it as people leave bogeys in them. Um, but then Joshua has some news for Rach. He wore a sweater she picked out for him on a date, but it's made him realise that he's just not ready for dating. Uh, Rach then slowly gets the note out of his pocket, and Joshua is jury-level dumb. Because he believes Rachel when she tells him it's an anti-theft device. Yeah, it's just a bit of paper. So, yeah, like, how? So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, fair play for Rachel. She's, like, trying to recover the situation after hearing some devastating news for her in some ways, that he had a different date and he's not ready, whatnot. Um, but as we, you know, we later find out that, you know, he clearly fancies her. Maybe he was saying this, like, oh, it didn't work out, to be like, hey, I'm ready to date you, but... Yeah, he kind of uh, spoils it for Rachel a bit. Yeah, I remember, I'm not going to name your names, but I remember having a crush on a friend of mine and uh, she was not single and then she became single. And I'm like, you know, like what's the appropriate level of time to wait before you, uh, you know, shoot your shot trying to put your own note in the pocket? Um, and we shared like a moment, like I think it was a moment, it might not have been, but I thought it was and I bottled it and, and just didn't do anything. And I was like, no, no, that wasn't the time. And then the weekend passed, and then when I saw them uh, on the Monday at work, they were like, oh, I met this great guy on Saturday, and I was just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> just like so annoyed. Don't know what would happen if I'd not bottled it and shot my shot. But, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's your sliding doors moment right there. There's nothing, there's nothing you know, worse than hearing, hearing that news when you're like, oh, now I can't you know, do yeah. the plan or whatever. It's, I get, I've been where Rachel's feeling. I'm relating to Rachel. Yeah. Makes a change for me to relate to Rachel rather than Ross, but still. <laughs> well, maybe you're slowly moving over. <laughs> uh, Rachel then heads home, well, to the boys' apartment. It still confuses me. And we have our next clip of the episode. Listen, we, we have to have a party tonight. Actually, we have to have one in five minutes, so everybody cancel your plans. What are you talking yeah, about? What's going on? We have to have a surprise Bon Voyage party for Emily, but it's actually for Joshua. Look, he said he's not ready to date, so I had to invite him to a party if I wanted to see him outside of work. And now I have created the perfect opportunity to seduce him. Well, as much as I'd like to meet Josh and warn him, Emily and I aren't going to be here, all right? I mean, she's going to come by first to say goodbye, and then I've got a whole special evening planned, so sorry, no party. Aww. Hello? Surprise! 
thrown me a surprise party before. Well, it was all Ross's idea. <laughs> You're so sweet. And I'm so surprised. <laughs> you really didn't know? <laughs> Well, before we get into the clip, it's time for our new segment. I wrote, I wrote it on the board! Russ was writing, Joey eats little V as Rachel entered. I do not want to know what the rest of that sentence was going to be. Oh, go on. Ha- have a few guesses, Ryan. Uh, I, I literally don't because you, I see the letter V and my brain's going to one place. I won't lie to you. Vegetables? Yes, that's the safer work version. It might be little vegetables Joey likes to eat. Could be Viennetta ice cream. Maybe. Could be anything. I I can't figure out. Could be anything other than what I'm doing. I need need the encyclopedia that Joey has. Vesuvius. (laughs) Vivisection? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I wonder if we'll ever find out. Maybe if we ever get big enough to have any of the writers or producers of the show on, we can ask them what little V is. Yeah, we should uh, aim to do that at some point. You know, we've, we've got some Patreon money that we can spend half an hour uh, emailing some people and hopefully getting somewhere. Yeah, get a, get some uh, sway going on. Um, speaking of swaying, the party's in full swing. Uh, and Chandler asks Rachel why she's nowhere near Joshua. And apparently she's playing hard to get, but it's not working. Uh, so her next plan is cherries. Well, hard to get is a weird thing. I... Like, especially at a party, she's not playing hard to get, but also you don't want to be all over someone because that, that can push people away. I I don't know. I just hate the dynamics of human relationships. They're like, oh, you know, you want me too much. That's too much, but you're too far away, so you're not interested. Like, I just, you know, it'd be nicer if it was way simpler for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I've never really played hard to get. I normally want to be got, so <laughs> just really much Yeah, you're just, you're, you're, you're just lay there naked, you know, spreading chocolate spread, going, you know, come on, and I'm ready. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I've been told by people in the past that, like, I'm too keen or whatever, and I'm like, I don't understand why that's a, a bad thing. I guess it's people maybe want what they can't have. So when something's readily available, they don't want it. And um, I've never understood why I'm supposed to like hide my enthusiasm for the sake of you yeah. know social decorum. Like, I'm not standing outside their house serenading them with roses at two in the morning. Like it'll just be conversation, and it's like, oh, you 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 text me too much, and I'm like, you reply, and it's not, like this is why I find confusion. Like, just tell me I'm texting too much at the start, and then I'll be like, okay, I'll chill. Wait for you to start a conversation. But don't reply to every message I send and then be like, oh, you text too much. Like, will you, it was a conversation. Yeah, I absolutely hate all that stuff. Um, like you say, if, if you went to a restaurant, you wouldn't be like, no, no, don't bring me out the steak. Bring me out a burger first and tease me a little bit with a burger that's not quite good enough. And then I can have the steak afterwards. Like, if someone's keen, that's great. You should be appreciative that someone, like, really likes you. Not, I oh, I, they like me too much, and I kind of want someone who's, you know, not that interested. Like, human psychology is, is kind of weird in that regard. Yeah, I can only assume that they weren't interested at any point, and it's a convenient excuse to be like, oh, well, you were too keen, therefore I can use this to not date you. And it's like, just say no. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're wrong. I mean, at no point have I been like, oh, she's too keen. Um, <laughs> if anything, she's not keen enough, Ryan. Yeah, they could do being keener. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I know, that, that, um, that pointy stick of yours won't wear it down by itself, will it? It will not. Um, but back to cherries. Um, apparently, Rachel can tie the stem into a knot using just her tongue. Um, 
Wait, no, she can't. She's choking, both figuratively and literally, Mark. Yeah, I've um, seen this on like other films and TV shows, and I, there's nothing sexy about that, right? I, I kind of I think, think it, I think there's a connotation involved, but still. Yeah, the connotation, I guess, is that they've got a excellent control of their tongue, which may be beneficial in certain areas. Oh, is that it? I, I thought it was uh, for tying knots. No, it's not for, you know, no, being but, on Joey's boat. Yeah, but tying a, a cherry stem, there's nothing attractive about that. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like lots of things that, like kind of lingerie and things where we're like, women are told that it's sexy, when in reality, if it's not sex, men don't really care. Yeah. Like, she could write all of the Japanese kanji using her, her tongue and a paintbrush. I still don't care. It's, you know I mean, it's like, that's nice. Put it to proper use. Yeah. It sounds dreadful, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what they can do. Well, I hope your partner is listening to you so she can uh, just get right to the nub of the matter. Thanks for saying nub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we appreciate it. <laughs> Moving on from nubs, um, Ross tells Emily they'd better get going soon so they don't miss the reservations. Uh, but Emily is confused as to why he planned a party at the same time. Um, which is funny because obviously Russ still wants the credit for the surprise party that he's been kind of ambushed into, but at the same time, he still wants his knight. Yes, of course he does. So Russ then lies slash gaslights Emily to her face, telling that American surprise parties are short. You're just so horribly dishonest. It's like, no, they're really a short thing. It's like surprise and go, and it's like, oh. No, yeah. Like, I get he wants to, to get her out of there uh, to have his knight, and, you know, she's having a great time. And, yeah, we've all been in that situation where you're like, something's come along and spoiled your plans but actually just going with the flow is much better yeah exactly especially if she's having a good time like although i kind of get it like obviously i'm in a long distance relationship and you know yes it's nice to see friends and for my partner to hang out with my friends and we'd hang out with her friends but sometimes i'm a little bit like okay then now it's time for us to just have alone time because you're flying away again soon or i'm flying away again soon so can insert friend kindly leave yes you know I me, mean? I can be pretty direct when I want to be. So sometimes I'll just be like, Oi, Scarpa. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I can't do that to her friends, obviously, but I can to mine. So it's easier. Uh, but meanwhile, Joey is making a sandwich and Rachel isn't giving back on Joshua just yet. Oh, yeah. Then what are you going to put on top of that? A little salami. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then um, what goes on top of the salami? Oh, pastrami. Oh, you're a genius. Oh, could someone give me a hand with a zipper? Yeah. Up. You changed? Yeah, I decided I needed my lucky dress. And lucky means more cleavage? Those for me. I mean, Mark, that is uh, my joke of the episode. Oh, I didn't line that one up, did I? Let's go for it. My joke. My joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I've noticed that we don't always do my joke. Um, and I think it's all season four's fault. Because the, the episodes are so consistently hilarious that it's kind of difficult to pick pick a moment. Like sometimes, like normally I'll pick my joke at the end of the episode and it's normally whichever one has made me giggle the most or laugh the most. Um but some of these episodes are so funny that I'm in hysterics the entire way through and I, my brain doesn't actually remember to go back through it and pick a favourite. 
yeah, it's it can be really tough when when Friends is on form, it's on fire like for the whole episode, and. Uh, you know, this is probably why season four is one of my favorites because we are getting episodes where it's just, you know, classic joke after classic joke. Yeah, it's just nonstop. You're right. Um, the gang are now trying to think of ways to help Rachel get Joshua's attention. Uh, but their ideas, Mark, frankly, are rubbish. I mean, it's quite easy to get his attention. Just go, hi there. Yeah, just, I mean, he... I know Rachel currently thinks that Joshua isn't ready to date, but he still came to the surprise party of the woman who sold him some suits. Okay, that doesn't give you a small hint. I don't know what would. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Rachel's not used to this dating, you know, attracting someone else thing. Um, I'll, I'll give her give her a bit of a break. That's fair. Um, Ross and Emily uh, attempt to leave, and Joshua says that he's going to take off too. But... That's when Rachel reminds everyone they have the whole big thing planned. So, spin the bottle works like this. I spin the bottle, lands on Gunther, so I would have to kiss Gunther. Alright. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. Welcome to America. <laughs> someone else play <laughs> if you didn't want to play then why'd you come to the party okay my turn oh look at that oh my god oh my god the baby just kicked oh, 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 oh. it's okay it's okay kick once it'll kick again Well, there's a lot to unpack here, Mark. Um, I guess we'll start with Spin the Bottle itself. Okay. Have you ever played Spin the Bottle? Yeah, you play that when you're about 12. I've never played Spin the Bottle. Have you never played Spin the Bottle? I have not. I mean, when you see it on films and stuff, it all looks really fun and exciting, and everyone's going to go in the closet and kiss and stuff, and generally people spin it about three times, and either A, they get bored, or B, it doesn't land on the right people, so people just kind of like don't do whatever the dare is. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're missing out too much, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a party staple, I think, for you know twelve to sixteen year olds. And I tell you who is missing out, Gunther. Yes, because he, <laughs> he lands on Rachel on the like practice spin, and uh, yeah, she doesn't follow through. No, and she's like, she goes over there to show what she's about to do, and he's so close. And oh, no, you got to feel for Gunther. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, like he's so close and yet so far. Um. And then, also, probably one of my favourite Joey lines ever is, if you don't want to play, then why did you come to the party? And it's, it's almost like it's in, it should be a Mad Max line or something. Yeah, absolutely love it. It delivers it so well. Uh, I don't think I'd want to play Spin the Ball, um, especially not as an adult. Like The idea of being sat in a circle and being like, let's just watch each other's partners kiss each other the whole like, just just seems weird. Well, it doesn't have to be kissing. It's, it's, you, know, you can even do a truth or dare style as well. 
And I just, yeah, the truth of doubt, I guess I'd be fine with, but the, uh, the kissing variant might be a bit weird. Like, oh, I'm just going to watch my partner kiss somebody else. And yeah. Well, it's, it's like how they do it in this way. It's just like a kiss on the cheek or whatever. No, nah, I'm too neurotic. I'd be like, did they like that more than anything? No, that's not, it's not good for me to be doing. Plus, what if I kiss someone else more? Then I got to spend the rest of the evening kissing my girlfriend thinking, oh man, I wish these were so and so's lips. <laughs> Joey's a great kisser or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you it just, just, it's just inviting trouble as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, also, uh, getting chick blocked, that did say a different word in the notes, um, but, you know, I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. Well, Does it, I don't know. Is this a phrase in the States? C-O-C-K blocked? Is that a phrase abroad? I don't know. I assume it is. I assume it is in America, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rachel, obviously, for context, was about to kiss Joshua uh, as the baby. Well, three babies kicked, but we don't know that yet. No. Um, and everyone gets distracted by Phoebe and the babies, um, which is, you know, great. It's just great timing. Like, I didn't see it coming. It's really funny. And poor Rachel. And then she weirdly kisses Joshua's, like, ankle now. Yeah. Which is so creepy. Like, yeah, Rachel's a woman and yeah, Rachel's gorgeous. So it, it doesn't hit as creepily maybe as as you'd expect it to but if that was a dude if it was ross like, doing it to rachel. rachel's ankle well if it was ross doing it to rachel you'd just be like, oh, get off her like it's weird yeah you'd spray him with a water bottle you'd be like no down boy like, <laughs> yeah. it's just weird um but phoebes can resist the meat no longer that sounds dreadful <laughs> and attacks chandler's sandwich um joey tells her tells her off oh it's um, just getting worse ryan yeah, it is. Just, no, there's innuendo everywhere. Um, Jerry tells her off, he doesn't care she's eating meat, but if she's going to betray her principles, Mark, she should do it with steak, not cold cuts. Yeah. But you know. Fair. It's fair. Uh, Joey explains his logic by saying, it's like when you're in a relationship and you don't want to cheat unless it's with someone really hot. Okay, I didn't realise you could do that. Uh, what, cheat? If they're really hot. I mean, I don't think you can, but I feel like if, you, if you're going to commit betrayal, you may as well make the betrayal worth it. Yes. Like, I've been cheated on before, and when I saw the person they, they cheated with, I was like, really? Like, oh. It's like when, you know, I mean, I guess the most famous example in uh, British history would be when uh, Wayne Rooney was married to a you know, somewhat attractive lady uh, and then cheated on her with a prostitute yes. who was, let's say, a lot older and a lot less well put together. And it, um, it's just like, what on the world? Like, why would you do that? But I suppose a cheat is a cheater, isn't it? I suppose the context is kind of unimportant. Yeah. But you would assume that, you know, if you were going to cheat on your super hot, you know, supermodel girlfriend, it would have to be with someone of, you know, equal or better status. Yeah. But maybe that's now on paperwork. I don't know. I've never cheated. So I wouldn't know. But uh, Joey, then Mark, has a really, really, really nice offer. He will stop eating meat so that Phoebe can while she's pregnant, but then he quickly checks that there's no meat in beer. Yeah, well, you know, if he's going to be off the meat, he's got to be able to have a beer every now and then. Yeah, I mean, daft question aside, this is super sweet, and one of the many reasons Joey always comes out on top of the who is the nicest friend debate. I mean, yeah, it's very silly as well, like, but, you know, if someone did that in real life, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay, whatever, like, that's a bit of a weird idea, but in Friends, it, it definitely always works. Well, I mean, I've got vegan family and friends, and when they mention it, someone on the table does go, oh, well, I'm going to eat two steaks to, to undo the balance you're doing. And I'm, it always annoys me because I'm like, A, it's not funny. 
B, it's kind of disrespectful, and C, that's not how it works. No. They aren't slaughtering the animal in the kitchen and then bringing it out to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's already been killed and processed and packaged. Like, it doesn't do anything. No. But at least Joe is trying to be sweet with it. He is, yes. Um, you know. But yeah, I'm totally with you. Like, I could, could you do this? No, I, I would die without meat. Yeah, me too. I'd be like, mm. like uh, I'm like back to you know my partner potentially being pregnant at some point. Um, if she was like, "Oh, Ryan, you know the the smell of tea uh, makes me feel nauseous. Can you not drink tea while I'm pregnant?" I'd I'd have my suitcase half packed <laughs> before she finished. I'm like, we will do this pregnancy in separate buildings. I think you'd be like Chandler, just like sneaking out for a, a quick tea, and then she can yeah. smell it on your breath. Yeah, you've been drinking the leaf again. No, I haven't. I swear. It's <laughs> just like dribbling down my chin. Um, but Russ is still trying to get Emily to leave as Rachel enters wearing her old cheerleader uniform. You can't go now. It looks like Rachel's going to put on a skit. <laughs> oh my God. Have you lost your mind? No, 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 no. I am finally thinking clearly. <laughs> My lucky dress wasn't working out too well for me, but for four years, this baby never missed. Oh, Rachel, 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 I, I cannot, I can't let... Actually, I kind of want to see what happens. Hey. 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 Nice, uh, costume. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to give Emily a big American goodbye cheer. So, okay. Remember what I said earlier about not being sure why being keen was a bad idea? Go on. Well, if it came across as desperate as Rachel is right now, I take it back. I fully understand why, why I got nowhere in those situations. Yes, like if, you know, keen is a fine line, isn't it? You want to show you're interested, but when you are doing what Rachel is doing, that she doesn't need to do, doesn't need to put on the cheerleads out for, you know, her, her lucky uniform that never failed. It's like, look, you've, one, you've changed. You know, you've, you've probably grown and you're older and everything. And two, you look absolutely attractive in your normal clothing. Like, he doesn't need to see the cheerleader outfit. And that that's totally ignoring the weirdness of cheerleaders in, like, in American sports and, you know, the, the underage that they can be at times in some of them. Yeah, cheerleading is a strange thing that uh, has lots of, like, weird rules attached to it in the NFL. Like, football players can't date cheerleaders or aren't supposed to. Like, it's one of the rules where it's like, no, don't distract them before the game. And it's just like... You've, you've definitely watched... Is it like the, the Dallas cheerleaders? They have like a t- reality TV show which just makes everyone look absolutely horrible in it and why anyone would want to be a cheerleader, I don't know. Because they're, they're just yeah. treated disgustingly. I have seen that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 they're all mean. And it makes all the staff look horrible as well. Um, the only other cheerleader thing I've seen is uh, Bring It On. Okay. The old movie. I've never seen that. You've never seen Bring It On? No. I mean, admittedly, I watched it as a teenager because it had a lot of Joshku in it, in a bikini. So, you know. I bet that part of the tape was well worn. <laughs> Wasn't the only thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a good movie. It's quite funny, to be fair. Um, 
I don't know how well it holds up. I haven't watched it in a long time. Maybe I'll stick it on later and uh, see if it's still funny. I don't know. It's got Kirsten Dunst in it, who I don't like. Okay, yeah, she's a uh, yeah, she's an interesting actress at times. Like she she was known in the two thousands for a lot of very similar roles. I think. Yeah, I didn't really like her as Mary Jane in the Spider Man films. Is is that your big I, issue? Not really. The only movie I think that she's a. Uh, particularly good in it was when she was a kid and when she was in an interview with a vampire she was you know creepy kid vampire in that she was quite good yeah i've never seen that film either i hadn't until like last year um it's very 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 over the top like it's very it gets a lot of stuff going to be homoerotic because you've got brad pitt and tom cruise who are like you know in their prime attractiveness and they've got kind of a weird kind of mentor relationship that that isn't sexual but there's so much kind of sexual tension on the screen you kind of want it to be i mean mostly because it's brad pitt and he's hot maybe they they filmed it gay and then just cut out the gay bits and that's what you got and tom cruise's character is so over the top it's almost like he's out of rupaul's drag race sometimes like he's so flamboyant it's hilarious which which is excellent weird to think for tom cruise because you you think of the stuff he does now and he's you know on a death wish with mission impossible films and doing some great action stuff but actually like he can do some really interesting roles at times that you you don't expect of tom cruise yeah i mean yeah i mean it's it's very good i would recommend it if you if you you know because you've not seen it i would say it's worth a couple of hours of your time all right have to check that out yeah we've got distracted by hot brad pitt now Uh, (laughs) but we need to go back a little bit to the start of that clip where Rachel enters in her schoolgirl uniform. School uniform? No. She wore her chili uniform from when she was a schoolgirl, which is on my point of it's impressive that she can still fit into it. Yeah, definitely. I know, I know I they're probably definitely stretchy not fit into any into... clothes I wore at school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it's like pretty stretchy material, but, uh, you know, people's bodies change like very quickly between like the ages of, you know, 14 and 20. Yeah. But maybe we're poking holes in the show here and <laughs> it just you doesn't should, need you, to be. Yeah, you should be happy that Rachel is in a cheerleading outfit, I think. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, We're British, so we don't really have the whole cheerleader, you know, fantasy fetish thing because we don't have cheerleaders. No, we don't. Like when we played sport in school, the girls were on the other field playing field hockey. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different dynamic, isn't it? When you when you actually go to a, an actual game over in the states, and you know it's halftime, whatever, and the cheerleaders come out, you you almost like I don't know if I should watch because it feels pervy staring at you, but you're doing a routine, so I should be watching. And it's yeah, it doesn't feel right, like because we're not used to it. It was like this weird dichotomy where you're like, this is very athletic and acrobatic, and it's very impressive. But then the like the monkey part of your brain's going, pretty lady, not dressed much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like aren't you trying to be respectful? But, but all the skin on show makes it difficult. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but Monica uh, tries to stop her initially, and is like, no, you know, you can't do this. Don't embarrass yourself. You can't do it. No. Uh. And then he's actually kind of like, actually, I want to see what happens, and just just lets her friend go off and embarrass herself. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes you've got to let your friend embarrass yourself. It's, it's a good laugh. I know full well you'd let me. If I appeared in a shoe outfit, you'd be pushing me towards Joshua. Yes, I'd, do, <laughs> I'd be bringing up routines on the phone, be like, you should do this one. Yeah, you'd be recording, it'd be live streamed yeah. on the Watching Friends Facebook page. Yep. Be... Uh, there'll be a new Patreon tier just for that. But then, ugh, it's so cringe when you're watching it. Like, it, it made me uncomfortable. The whole routine is just just tragic. Yeah, would that put you off Rachel a bit? You know, I think it would. 
Yeah. Because there's there's Rachel being, you know, Jennifer Aniston being absolutely stunning and very funny, because, you know, as always, we are uh, great promoters of the Rachel Green comedy. But this is so incredibly cringe that I would I probably would just go home. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know if it was that bad, but uh, fair point. I mean, it certainly wouldn't seduce me, put it that way. <laughs> no. Uh, but not only is it cringe, Mark, uh, it's also tragic as Rachel knocks out one of her teeth. Oh, it's it's gross looking, isn't it? Like there's there's something about someone missing a tooth that just instantly, especially if they're beautiful teeth, just looks weird. True. Yeah. Just no weird. I mean, I watch a lot of hockey, so I'm used to seeing people without teeth. Yeah, they, they uh, do a grin, and you're like, oh, I can see most of your mouth there. But most hockey players aren't as pretty as, as Jennifer Aniston. No. No. Um, this is awesome, Mark. It's the second time we have something on the magic board. I wrote, I wrote it on the board! Yeah, put it on the board again. Uh, now the board says, Emily, bon voy, see ya. Uh, the voyage is crossed out, so I'm assuming this was Joey, and he gave up when it came to the spelling. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know because it definitely wasn't Chandler. I feel like Chandler could spell Voyage. I definitely think it would be a, a Joey that could not. Uh, but then Joshua comes over to tell Rachel that he needs to take off, and she's finally given up and takes him into her room to collect his coat. Uh, as they leave the room, creepy Gunther leans over to tell Emily, "Rachel is my girlfriend." Well, you know, before we talk about Gunther. The the way that Rachel's mood changes, be like, oh, fine, I'll just go and get your coat. Like, yeah, I I would I'd be put off after you know this you know clunky display, and then the mood shift. Like, yes, yeah, she's in pain from her tooth and whatever. Uh, but yeah, she's not putting on a good impression at all. Uh, but I I I quite like the <laughs> Gumpher, um, Lino, and telling Emily that. Rachel is his girlfriend. There's, there's something like, very sweet about it, even if it's a bit creepy. I mean, I think it would be sweet if they were like eight years old. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like I just want to see Gump from Rachel together. Just, just, no, it's creepy. I mean, it's also funny because, like, I can imagine what happens. Like, it never comes up again, but obviously Emily, spoilers, uh, comes back. We see more of Emily. This, you know, this is not the last time we'll see her. So I really would like there to be, like, hopefully there's a scene somewhere where Emily has to have a really confused conversation with Rachel slash Gunther about what he said. Yeah, I, I would like to see that. That could be quite funny. But I suppose that would kind of, it would make you, I suppose it would force the show to address the the, the situation and that you'd ruin Gunther then, wouldn't you? Because once Rachel kind of shoots down Gunther, like, directly, there's no comedy left in it. No, there's not. So I guess it's better that we don't, because it would have ruined it. Um... Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like At this point, I feel like Rachel's been so obviously desperate for Joshua's attention that she might as well just take him into the bedroom and take off the cheerleader outfit because nothing else is working. I mean, I wasn't going with that. I was more going with her Her mood has shifted to be really unappealing. Yeah, it's just petulant. Uh, yeah, like, like you know... Yeah. Whereas, yeah, maybe, you're right. Maybe she should have just been more direct in the room and just been like, look, we're together now. You know, I like you. The end. Yeah, we, we often talk about how I'm oblivious when women are interested. Um, I don't know if I'd have noticed from all Rachel's obviousness so far, but, you know, at least when you directly tell me, I would notice, and then maybe it would go the way Rachel wanted it to. Yeah. Um, but now Rachel and Joshua are alone in her old room, 
And it turns out she hasn't given up. She's finally going to follow Joey's advice from earlier in the episode and take off her bra without taking off her shirt. But she gets stuck. Uh, it's all a disaster, and eventually the pair confess they like each other, but Joshua isn't ready to get into anything so quickly after he's married. Now, fair warning, the next clip is a long one. looking for you before. Joshua's gone, so you and Emily are free to go. It's okay. She's still in there enjoying her fake party, and uh, it's too late to do any of the stuff I had planned, so. Ugh, Ross, I'm sorry I completely ruined your evening. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I made a fool of myself. <laughs> Helps a little. Is there room on that step for a pathetic loser? Yeah, have a seat. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I mean, it was just a two-week thing anyway. I just didn't want it to end this way, you know? Or maybe you didn't want it to end. What do you mean? You seem to really like her. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, but what am I gonna do? I mean, we, we both agreed it was gonna be a two-week thing, you know? No commitment. Ross, that girl just spent the entire evening talking to your friends, asking to hear stories about you, looking through Monica's photo albums. I mean, you don't do that if you're just in it for two weeks. You think? <laughs> yeah. You've got like 14 hours until she has to be at the airport. And you're sitting here in a hallway with a 28-year-old cheerleader with a fat lip. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, that was a long clip, but I didn't have it in my heart to get any of that conversation at Mark. Uh, after everything Ross and Rachel have been through, all the weeks of petty squabbling, deep down, they still care about each other. Yeah, they do, which is nice, but it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's really it's wholesome and heartwarming, and I just couldn't cut any of it out. Um, but Rachel makes some strong points. Like, you you don't spend that much time getting to know someone's friends or introducing them to your friends if you're, you know, only temporarily interested. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, you're the one who's in long distance relationship, so you know this better than anyone as you follow the the friends model of dating. Yeah. Uh you know, and, and especially Ross, you know, dating long distance of you know, how difficult it can be, uh and how much you want it to work as well. Yeah, I mean I don't like it can be a challenge, but you know, I mean I always make the same joke to be fair when someone says, Oh, how do you deal with long distance? And I always say the same thing that my last three dates one became a lesbian one wouldn't introduce me to her family because i was white and <laughs> the other one just didn't really care so you know it's not like the local local romance has been particularly useful so my logic is if i'm into the person long distance it, it's worth making that effort because you know the options around me pale in comparison yeah which is we weirdly sweet i guess and also made me feel really ugh for saying but mm. yeah Oh, well, mm, can you cut this bit out? Yeah, <laughs> you're on editing this one. 
Yeah, that's true. I'll leave it in. But anyway, I overshare. I guess, you know, it makes it would be challenging me to overshare something heartfelt as to overshare something comedically tragic. You know what? Ryan was vulnerable. You can be vulnerable too by joining the Patreon. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole conversation is just, is just adorable and I love it. And I like that they were able, you know, Rachel was able to put her defeat, uh, I guess, to one side to, to encourage Ross because they've not always, you know, been out and rooting for each other when it comes to each of them moving on. No, they definitely haven't been. Um, but Chandler now enters the hallway, and Rachel asks him if he's a pathetic loser. Chandler, of course, confirms that he is, and he takes his spot on the loser step as Joshua returns with a butt. But this time, Rachel loves that butt. Um, the pair then notice Chandler and head into the girl's apartment, leaving poor Chandler alone on his loser step. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we can all relate to this happening at times where you've you've come out to you know comfort someone, and then uh, you're the one who's left alone. Yeah, I've been there. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, I can tell you many, many stories of times where where <laughs> I've been like the third wheel, and it's just yeah, not fun. Or you ended up being like, oh wait, everyone else has paired off, and now I'm by myself. Yeah, wah, 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 really sad, but still, um, yeah, it was uh, kind of that pretty much wraps up the episode. Apart from uh, the credit sting, which is Phoebe building a mighty meat sandwich, um, similar to what Joey was doing earlier in the episode. Uh, but Joe is getting more and more excited as Phoebes adds more and more ingredients to it. Uh, Joey can't take it, and he asks Phoebes if he can eat a cow um, if it dies of natural causes. And Phoebe says, not if she gets there first. Yep. Uh, I remember um, a girl I dated who was vegetarian, and one day she smelt bacon being cooked downstairs, and she could not resist it. And I think a lot of vegetarians and vegans, the, the smell of bacon is... Pretty difficult to resist at times. Yeah, I mean, bacon's bacon's the special meat. Like, you know, it it just there's something about bacon that just smells super good. Whether you're hungover, haven't had breakfast yet, like of all the meats to be cooked, bacon definitely has the most like alluring scent. Yep, definitely. Like chicken doesn't really smell like anything. No, like like steak and burger smell nice, but yeah, the thing about bacon is just yeah, think about it. Yeah, like it attacks your brain. I'm like, eat me now. And then you have to go eat the bacon. Still, but I do like how quickly Phoebe is, uh, you know, given up on, on you know, vegetarian life. Uh, now she's had her excuse, you know, Chandler, Chandler. Joey's made the pact that he won't waste any meat. And now she's like, I'm all in. And she's like, literally, not like she's leaning into it gently and going, maybe I'll try ham. And then maybe tomorrow I'll try turkey. She's immediately like, give me all the meats. Yeah, she's um, making up for lost time. Which, yeah, I mean, maybe you would. I can't imagine me ever cutting meat out of my diet, to be honest. Um, and nor do I intend to. I'm never going to be pregnant, so I don't got to worry about it. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, male biology. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. It's, uh, it's another good one. Oh, definitely. Like, there's, there's a lot of funny moments in there, for sure. And watching Rachel fail, is, you know, can be nice at times. And... Uh... Yeah, I, I think there's a lot, lot of little cool moments that are memorable and relatable there. Yeah, and it's going to be a controversial take here, but I kind of like Emily. Uh, I hate Emily still. I'm always going to hate her. <laughs> like, I don't really remember how I felt about her in, you know, seasons past or, you know, in other run-throughs, or even initially, because it was that long ago. Uh, but so far, I quite like Emily, and I quite like her with Russ. I think they're well-suited and and... It's almost sad that she didn't stay on the show long term like the original plan. 
Uh, no, I'm I'm rather grateful that she didn't. I don't think I could put up with the English accent that she puts on, and and using words like skit. No one no one uses the word skit. Dana, we should though. No, we should not. You want to get rid of it? Yep. No skit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I always hate the Britishness they, that American shows try to put in and use, use words that, you know, we don't use the word skit. No one goes, oh, they're about to put on a skit. No, it does, it does feel weirdly like vaudevillian almost. Like, yes. <laughs> it's not in the common English vernacular, is it? No. But still. But yeah, that, that brings us to another episode. And uh, the next one, the next episode is a great one, to be fair. Is that because it's the one with the free porn? It's it's just it's brilliant. I I, I yeah. wonder if you can relate to that a lot, Ryan. That episode. <laughs> well, it's it, there are some episodes of Friends that are just like iconic. Like when we want to list Friends moments, I feel like everyone remembers the free porn. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those episodes, and I, I think some of the best TV episodes are like this, where there's no storyline or anything. It's just focused around a core subject. And they just rinse it for everything they can and just make a just a really enjoyable like one off episode that doesn't it could fit in anywhere, doesn't matter. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, pretty much. And I guess with that, it's uh time to say goodbye. Well, I I guess you better tell the socials quickly first then, Ryan. Yes. You really I'm sure people think that me forgetting the socials is a skit of our own now. No, it's but it's, it's not it's terrible if it is. <laughs> it's not funny, Mark. You're not enjoying our skit. No, I don't. I, you know, I, I don't know how many episodes we've done now. It's like seventy, a hundred. I don't know. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. right? And uh, it's it's boring now. Just like it's the name of the podcast. I'm gonna. I'll write them down. I'll write them down and have a like, little post-it note on my screen, so I always always remember them. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Watch Friends Pod. Yep. On Facebook, at just Watching Friends. Uh, it's Watch Friends Pod again. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm, I made the socials the same name to make it easier. And see, that's why I forgot the market. It just confuses me. Um, you can also find us at watchingfriends.com. Uh, send us a nice little note. We appreciate it. Yeah, we like your emails. We like to read them out and, you know, reply to them. And, of course, the most important of the socials is patreon.com forward slash watchingfriends, uh, where you can get your own thank you at the start of an episode. Yeah, and you can get extra bonus content. Uh, I, I think we're going to record one right now where we're going to pick a random post on Facebook from one of the friends groups and we're going to discuss it because there are some hot takes in those groups. Yeah, there, are, there isn't a what the um, reaction on Facebook, but there should be because no. some of these posts I read and I'm like, huh, you even talking about the same show or it's just such a horrendously bad take that I'm lost. People, people are strange. The, the friends, the friends fan base is a is a diverse group of lovely people, but some of the fans out there, I, I don't know what planet they're on. So yeah, we're going to discuss that, and that will appear at some point on the Patreon as a as an extra extra bonus episode, as long as our regular Joey episodes that we've been going through. Yeah, and we hype it up all the time. But the uh, episode where we decide who the friends character should have actually ended up with. It's probably still my favourite episode on the Patreon. It's been a little divisive. We've had a few comments uh, with people's own takes, which has been really exciting. I, I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. So uh, the only way to access it is to become a patron and uh, help support us so we can continue bringing you extra content and the very content you're listening to right now. And where can they do that, Ryan? 
Uh, again, I'm watching Friends. No, not that's not watching Friends. See, this is how important we are. We should be before Patreon. It should be watchingfriends.com forward slash Patreon. I should probably do that, yeah. But it's patreon.com forward slash watching Friends. Yep. And then you can give us all the money and just support us and be helpful. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Is that enough begging for one night? It is. I think we've done now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Plus, the more of you that back us, the less we have to ask for money. So the less you have to hear this. Yeah, let's do it. If we can get 100 backers, then we'll stop talking about it. Temporarily. We'd like, <laughs> we'd like to be able to do nothing but watch Friends all week. Yeah, that's, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, with that, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me as well. <laughs>